Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So I know you heard part of the interview I did there with Health Minister Adrian Dix, and he took a bunch of phone calls here mm-hmm. on the open line. We talked about the masking requirements. Still, I know people were calling in a little bit confused about yeah. some of the exceptions for dropping the mask mandate, but but your thoughts on where we're at here right now? Well, I think we're in a good place. I've got a, um, I mean, we're dropping the mask mandate pretty well everywhere except for uh, certain health facilities and long-term care homes. A little murky on the private offices. Um, yeah. The recommendation is to wear a mask, but it doesn't seem to be an ironclad rule, but it is a rule in long-term care if you're a visitor. Uh, the vaccine passport, uh, the card, is basically going to be phased out and cease to exist, well, just not be used anymore as of uh, April 8th. So we're on a good track that. I've been reporting for some weeks now. The hospitalizations are going down. The ICU cases are going down. The, the number of cases testing positive are going down. So we're in a much better place. At a time when we're now hit the second anniversary of the uh, pandemic being declared. In fact, I've got my column out this week recounts a conversation I had two weeks ago, two, two weeks, two years ago this week that for me brought into sharp focus what, how serious this was. This was at a time the pandemic had been declared, but we weren't seeing a lot of COVID-19 cases in BC. We're seeing 10, 12, 24 cases a day, which seems like nothing compared to what we've been through for the last year. Number of people in hospital wasn't really high. There weren't very many deaths. We were really focused on Northern Italy, uh, Wuhan, yeah. other places, Quebec even, because their spring break was different. They suddenly see spiking cases. And I get a phone call when at a time we're not seeing much of B- in BC from Adrian Dix, who phones me and says, everything I've worked for is about to disappear. We're canceling all non-urgent surgeries. That was 15,000 cancellations and about an equal number of surgeries that just weren't booked anymore, which was extraordinary. I mean, yeah. this was just canceling all the surgeries at a time when we weren't uh, having a lot of cases. But then we got a, a briefing, I recall, from Deputy Minister Stephen Brown and, Health, and uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry showing where we could be headed if we, if we suddenly found ourselves in the northern Italy situation. The healthcare system would be completely overwhelmed, and thank God it wasn't. Yeah, that was one of the big wake-up calls here like two years ago, basically, in the last week. Uh, that call that you got and the cancelled surgeries, and that was the wake-up call for a lot of people. This thing is going to be big, and it's and going one, to last a long time. And the wake-up call you and I were talking about off-air. The one test positive in the NBA canceled the entire season. Yeah. That I, was breathtaking. I remember that. And they're thinking, whoa, okay, this thing is bigger than maybe we realized at the start. So here we are two years on. One of the things that Dick, Dick's mentioned, okay, the mask mandate is going. They're getting rid of the, the BC vaccine card with some some notable exceptions. Does it come back or is this the end of it? Too, well, too early to say. Too early to say. Well, I don't think it's going to come back this spring or summer, but Dr. Henry and other public health officials have pointed out the fall is the beginning of the respiratory illness season. And we could see also, we could see another strain. We could see another mutation of this virus. We're already seeing the BA2 uh, variant um, starting to really spike in certain jurisdictions, not so much in BC or Canada, but it is uh, out there. But we're not seeing severe illness associated with this like we did before. I mean, our number of people in ICU has dropped considerably in just the space of two weeks. Those are the most seriously ill people. And again, we're going to have to learn to live with this virus, take steps accordingly, but people will continue to get sick with it, just like people continue to get sick with the flu. Okay, get set to call me on that. Let me ask you about uh, the continuing political fight over gas prices here in BC. So I, I just noticed that the BC Liberals have really seized this one, trying to put pressure on the Horgan government. High gas prices. Yeah, it's really hitting home for so many people. Have a listen to this. So this is the new Liberal leader here, Kevin Falcon, in a video he put out on social media going after the government here. Have a listen. Three key things. Number one, the NDP opposed 
the pipeline that was being expanded to allow more fuel to get from Alberta to British Columbia, the Trans Mountain Pipeline. They spent millions opposing that project. They lost in court, but nevertheless it delayed things. Number two, when, when gas stations like this were creative and said, hey, let's truck in gas that's cheaper from Alberta to BC so we can sell it cheaper, the NDP added a new 25 cent per litre tax on anyone trying to truck in uh, gas to give British Columbians a break. And number three, the revenue neutral carbon tax. Okay, as a falcon there with the mood music uh, behind him there in the social media video we put out. So, you know, clearly trying to stick the gas prices on onto Horgan. Oh, yeah, this is a good issue for the Liberals. I expect, uh, I mean, the NDP caught a bit of a break because the House is not in session for two weeks. So you're not yeah. going to have the daily question period of the Liberals hammering them over the head. But uh, once it resumes in a couple of weeks, I think this issue probably will still be top of mind uh, for many people. It's a good issue for the Liberals. It's, you know, it's a much more complex situation than they would let on. But, you know, so what? In, in politics, sometimes the simplest message is the most effective one. I don't detect any willingness by this government, though, to cut gas taxes now a rebate from ICBC I think that's might more be likely. different. Yeah, I think I think an ICBC rebate rebate is way more likely than tinkering with the tax system. Yeah, what is the status of that? Still waiting. We don't we don't know. I mean, it's been interesting whether it can be done uh, before the end of the fiscal year, which means yeah. literally in the next couple of weeks. It ends March 31st, and I think because ICBC showed such a huge profit, $1.9 billion for this fiscal year, yeah. we don't know about next fiscal year. They're expected to turn a, a healthy profit next year as well. But I think the stage is being set for to see a ICBC rebate before the end of um, before the end of March. Okay, uh, let's talk about. There was a trucker. It was a trucker convoy that came. Did they show up in Victoria? No, no, it didn't. No. It didn't sound like it was as big as. No, as I was. Started. I was down here yesterday. There were no. Tr- there were very few trucks. There was nobody parked or anything like that. It was a m- yeah. much smaller rally than last week. Last week was a very organized rally. You know, yeah. six thousand people. Yesterday, a few hundred people. And again, that wasn't supposed to be the day that this so-called trucker convoy was supposed to arrive in the capital. It's supposed to be starting today and this week. I just came from the front lawn of the legislature. There's nothing out there. Uh, I, I think uh, the lifting of the mask mandate and phasing out the vaccine card, plus the fact it costs a lot of money to drive a diesel truck right yeah. now, it's particularly long ways. Uh, I think the combination of all that is taking the steam out of this. Okay, well, John Horgan was asked about the oh, trucker yeah. convoy last week and his thoughts on trucks uh, threatening to camp out outside the B.C. legislature, and here's what he had to say. And I would just say to these people, goodness me, get a hobby. Find something else to do with your time. Uh, we are removing restrictions at a pace that is consistent with the work we've done for the past two years. Uh, and 94% of adults in British Columbia are vaccinated. So we are spending an awful lot of time with a small group of people who seem to have nothing better to do with their time but to drive around in circles honking their horns. I wish they'd take some time to watch television and see the evening news about real tragedies and real disruptions in freedom that are going on in Europe right now. Give your head a shake. Yeah, John Horgan speaking last week. I don't think he's ever said anything that's had a greater reach in effect than that. That went absolutely viral on Twitter. It was on our news hour. It's been all Global's newscasts. Um, he's gotten a tremendous amount of attention and favorable attention for this. Because, again, when he contrasts, and I was out here on Sunday on the front lawn, you had a, a moving um, demonstration in support of Ukraine. 
yeah. with choirs and, and really heartfelt speeches, talk, people talking about the relatives dying in the Ukraine. And then at the very back, at the bottom of, of the lawn, was this knot of flag-waving, Canadian flag-waving protesters, one of whom kept shouting, freedom, yeah. in a very obnoxious manner as people were fo more focused on the real tragedies at hand, not the requirement to wear a mask. Okay, well, I think that relaxing the some of the mandates and restrictions that we've seen, dropping the face mask rule in B.C. and pretty much across the country, the There's not much left card, to protest. Well, that's it. I mean, I think it does take a lot of steam out of the protests and the trucker convoy type protests, but there still are some federal mandates there and provincial mandates in place, too. They'll continue to fight. Yeah, the, the provincial hospital system, you still yeah. need to be vaccinated to work there. But I've gone to seven of these rallies now. I've listened to the speeches, looked at the signs. This is a large element is anti-Trudeau. There are people yeah. carrying around signs that say, hang Trudeau. So people think this is some sort of peaceful, touchy-feely rally. It's not. There's a lot of anger and hatred towards Trudeau. At these at these uh, rallies, there's also a, a significant evangelical religious element to this, where they are concerned about a number of things from a religious point of view, which you don't see at a lot of protest rallies. Okay, let me ask you about the war in Ukraine right now, and then we'll take a break and come back, take some calls. So, you know, there continues to be some diplomatic efforts to find a way out of this. So there are some peace talks that just yeah, don't seem to go anywhere, exactly. but at least they're talking. So let me play a clip here for you from Russian chess grandmaster and dissident and very outspoken Gary Kasparov. Here he is speaking about Putin. Have a listen. This is not a game of chess. It's either we win or Putin wins. And uh, and if he wins in Ukraine, uh, it, it's the, the conflict will, will, will expand it's not only in Europe, but it's also China, Iran. They're all watching now whether whether a free world is willing to respond decisively. Okay, so Gary Kasparov there seems to be arguing for a no-fly zone or some sort of NATO intervention. Yeah, he's been arguing about this for some time. And to his credit, he's warned about Putin doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, Kasparov is a well-known political dissident in uh, Russia, as you mentioned, world, former world chess uh, champion. Uh, but he's been warning this is where we're headed. But again, the no-fly zone, I, watch, I was watching CNN all weekend and the panels and the military experts, all of them pointing out the problem is we've had no-fly zones before, but nuclear weapons have never been involved in a no-fly zone. Now they are, and that's a that's a, a, a game changer. So I, I'm not sure, I don't think we're able to see NATO participate in a no-fly zone because yeah. of that. That seemed to be very consistent, just watching some of the top U.S. officials making the Sunday morning talk show rounds, and uh, they were not budging off of that no. line about intervention in Ukraine. All right, welcome back to the show. Keith Baldry is my guest. It's Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Sean in North Vancouver. Hey, Sean. Morning, gentlemen. Um, the only way to deal with a bully, whether on the schoolyard, the street, or uh, in the diplomatic world, is to call their bluff. Ideally, you want to call their bluff earlier as opposed to later, uh, because when you leave it too late, uh, your problem has increased. So you think so you think that you think that Putin is bluffing about the nukes? Correct. Uh, no one knows who's bluffing until they show their hand. That's a pretty so high get, stakes hand to call a bluff on. But pretty Keith, big risk, huge risk to call his bluff. Uh, when something so potentially devastating could occur as a result. Yeah, uh, you know. Having said that, I think they have to find a way for him to save face. And that's been the challenge with these diplomatic talks. How can Putin get out of this without um, completely losing everything? Well, this is what they call the golden bridge uh, scenario, yes. where you give him an off-ramp 
to get out of it with saving face. So whether it's, you know, a declaration of neutrality by Ukraine that they will not join NATO, some sort of referendum in these disputed territories. I mean, so far, Russia just basically in these talks is just basically asking for surrender and that's not going to happen it's not going to happen but it may come down to them getting some territory that they didn't have going in yeah i think that's the most likely thing yeah and the, and the thing is you know now there's talk that they're they had asked china yeah. for for military assistance that's, which china somewhat, is denying but somewhat alarming we'll talk true. more about that later on the show paul on the line in delta hi paul go ahead uh hi there guys uh yeah i, I really sad about the situation in Ukraine. Just going back to the mask mandates, I'm really happy to see them being lifted. I do believe that we still need to wear masks in hospitals in situations where people are vulnerable. At the same time, we're not getting enough um, reporting regarding the kind of more recent studies showing that being vaccinated and having natural immunity is is basically the same. Uh, Long-term studies show it's kind of better in some situations, including Omicron. Uh, why is that not being discussed? I read a paper by The Lancet just the other day. Keith? Yeah, it's evolving. Uh, this stuff, uh, again, needs peer-reviewed. Lancet's a, a reputable uh, publication. This is being reported. It's just not being reported on in the same way that the daily Omicron cases are being reported. The, the science is always changing, and that's been clear from the beginning. I mean, Omicron is not Delta. No one saw Omicron coming. And then Omicron itself is changing. So in terms of... Uh, but the bottom line is... Vaccinations remain your best tool to fight the worst outcome of these diseases. If you're unvaccinated, you stand a 25 uh, times chance more of getting in the ICU and being put on a ventilator than if you're vaccinated. That's not changing. Go to Blake calling from the West End. Hi, Blake. Go ahead. Did I not hear that Jason Kenney uh, was going to reduce, or did he reduce the gas 13 cents? Yes. And And then the gas company almost the next day raised it 14 cents? Yeah, but that was that was in Lethbridge uh, with yes. with three stations. I haven't seen any evidence of Calgary or Edmonton or other stations doing that, and I'm not sure if that's just a one-off. But that's that's been the 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 counter argument to reducing taxes that oil companies will just ste- step in and say, "Oh, well, we'll we've got elbow room to raise our taxes now." But again, best of my knowledge, maybe a, a caller's got different information. Right now, I've seen it in three stations in Lethbridge, but not elsewhere. Well, it's something that Horgan seized on, though, when he's under mm-hmm. pressure here to cut gas taxes in British Columbia. And he pointed the finger at Alberta and said just what the caller just said. Oh, look what they did in Alberta. As soon as Jason Kenney cut gas taxes, these greedy oil companies jack up their prices anyway. Again, in to one sort town. of fill, fill the gap. Now, the thing... The thing that I find flawed in that argument, though, is that we supposedly in British Columbia have a price transparency law that was brought in by the Horgan government to prevent gouging. Mm -hmm. So if the prices do go up, the gas companies and the oil companies are required to go in front of the BC Utilities Commission and explain it. Explain why they put their gas prices up. They refuse to do that. So this is, again, why I think an ICBC rebate is more likely than starting to mess around with taxes at the pump. Let's go to Nancy on the line in Kelowna. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Um, Just wondering uh, about the um, transit. I mean, transit's expensive, too. And I know that, um, you know, Horgan is certainly encouraging people to take transit. And I think that's a good thing, too. There used to be a tax rebate for people who bought monthly transit passes. And I'm not sure which government it was that did away with that, but is, and I'm not sure if it has been brought back yet either. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Well, the tr- thank the- you. 30, 30 seconds, Keith. The transit system is different depending on where you live in BC. 
TransLink is a separate entity for Metro Vancouver. BC Transit is in Kelowna and in Victoria. The taxes you pay are different depending on where you live in terms of, uh, of money going to transit. It's five and a half cents a liter in Victoria, 18 and a half cents in, for TransLink. There's a big difference.